tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Hello, I'm Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Addo Jr. Club football off the table for now, but the approaching Sporting Weekend still has international football to savour. Fresh from winning the first game in seven, the Black Stars go again. And Ukraine have channeled all the emotion that was required tonight from the disastrous scenes in their country. And they will go to Cardiff for a place at Qatar 2022. And it will finish here at Hamden, Scotland 1. Ukraine 3 It's a run out Referee calls for the end of the game The Black Stars win by 3 goals to nil Very good start to the AFCON qualifiers For 2023 First goal in there by Mohamed Kudus Felix Afinijan with debut goal for the Black Stars And Osman Bukhari Few minutes after coming up getting the third goal To make this a pretty emphatic result there for the Black Stars No win in 6 games One win now in 7 And it was a good one the Black Stars are in Luanda to face Central African Republic in the second AFCON 2023 qualifier. We'll preview the action to come on Sunday and bring you updates from the Angolan capital. We also have a taps on the remaining 2022 World Cup qualifiers. Also coming up... Madison Square Garden doesn't get much bigger than this. Round one. This is exactly what you expect from Teofimo Lopez. The question is, how will George Cambosis respond to it? He says he will fight fire with fire. And Sergio, this is what George Cambosis told us he trained for. All those months, all those postponements of this fight. His child was born. He kept training. His grandfather died. He kept training. He has been waiting for this moment for a long time. And Under a minute to go. Cambosis is not going anywhere. 30 seconds to go. George Cambosis just fought the fight of his life. Inside the Marvel Stadium in Australia this weekend, George Cambosas Jr. and Devin Haney will fight to determine who will hold the WBC, WBA, WBO, IBF and ring lightweight titles. We have a full preview ahead. If you'd love to send us a message, we'd love to read them via social media handles. Joy slash 997 on Facebook, 0551 111 on WhatsApp. Or you can tweet at us at Joy Sports GH. 
We'll be around the grounds for a preview to the Ghana Premier League action, definitely won by Kumasi Asante Kotoko, and be in Paris to bring you a preview to the French Open final. Time to talk about what the world is talking about in the world of sports. Hello from me, George Adi Jr., and welcome. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. Thank you very much for staying with us on The Locker Room. As always, we have a huge preview going through the next 47 minutes or so. So then we can begin with some boxing this evening. Madison Square Garden doesn't get much bigger than this. Round one. This is exactly what you expect from Teofimo Lopez. The question is, how will George Cambosis respond to it? He says he will fight fire with fire. And Sergio, this is what George Cambosis told us he trained for. All those months, all those postponements of this fight. His child was born. He kept training. His grandfather died. He kept training. He has been waiting for this moment for a long time. Under a minute to go. Cambosis is not going anywhere. 30 seconds to go. George Cambosis just fought the fight of his life. For your winner... By split decision, he's still undefeated. And the new IBO, WBO, WBA, WBZ franchise, and Ring Magazine, lightweight Jones, ferocious Cambosas. Boxing's lightweight division is one of the sport's deepest and most exciting. It has also, in recent years, uh, become one of the most unpredictable, rocked by massive upsets and plans stashed by war. In fact, no one expected Cambosas to play a role in the future of the championship picture, but he turned the boxing world on its head with his dominant upset of Teofimo Lopez Jr. to become the undisputed champion. Of course... Uh, there's some minor debate over whether Combosis is truly undisputed, given Hani holds the WBC championship. But Combosis won the WBC franchise title, and the WBC said he should be considered undisputed. Either way, all belts are on the line when the two meet on Saturday. So it's a huge fight to look forward to. And joining me is my colleague Nathaniel Atta. Thank you very much, Nat, for your time on the show. We'll talk about Combosis Jr. in a bit, but let's talk about the domestic issues here and the Olympic bronze medalist Samuel Tichi who only turned professional, is due in South Africa, of course. And of course, he will be there after all issues were cleared. Appeared not long ago that the Ghana Boxing Authority had smoked the peace pipe with Bazooka Promotions, who are in charge of the young man, Samuel Tichi. So what was the challenge initially and how was that resolved? It looked nuts. Understanding how this happened and considering the adamant stance of both parties, what is normally the ideal thing in boxing? Well, George, that Techi incident was a very low curve in the trajectory in the sense that Samuel Techi was Ghana's brightest spot at the Olympic Games just ended in Tokyo, Japan. And a lot is expected of him going forward. Uh, therefore, when this you know, news came, it, 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 it struck a bit of worry with me a little bit. But the good thing is that the Ghana Boxing Authority website uh, sometime yesterday reported that um, that there was a peace pipe or a peace conversation that had been had between the two parties. I'm talking about Mustafa Kwote, who is the manager of the boxer, who's um, son of uh, the legendary Ike Bazooka Kwote, and, uh, you know, the Ghana Boxing Authority. So, uh, clearly, that report on the website of the Ghana Boxing Authority brings finality to this particular matter. It is, however, instructive to note that this is not the first time that this kind of issue has popped up. Because I quoted himself, as I said earlier, in a report of the Joy Sports Center, had a similar problem with the Ghana Boxing Authority during his active years, which led to uh, the prohibition 
of his usage of the Ghana flag in that bout against uh, Fernando Vargas. You know, so uh, subsequent to that as well, we have had some boxers in the background who have not complied with this. But according to the president of the Ghana Boxing Authority, there is a new wave, which is that boxers are complying. They are agreeing to, you know, uh, to the idea of paying a levy out of their respective uh, purses. I believe that when the whole boxing body comes together, you know, and I'm talking about Congress, there probably will be some more conversations about this so that we can smoothen that rule so that all parties can align easily so that if there are any questions that have to be asked as well, they can be asked so that we can all move forward as a family. Um, the, the explanation from the Ghana Boxing Authority is that uh, the money, when put together, will be used for developmental purposes. And of course, the internet never forgets. Nobody ever forgets. All of this has gone down the record books. So if anything otherwise happens in the future, we will ask the questions. If it is used for what it is intended for, we will clap and commend the Ghana Boxing Authority and, and, and encourage that more of such is done. So what is important here is that everybody aligns, okay, so that the law is also a lot more specific and uh, targeted so that um, we do not get to such unfortunate curves in in the running of, of the sport. So I'm very glad that the Ghana Boxing Authority and the boxer have reached a certain agreement. It becomes very good for the boxer's psyche because he's at a very infant stage of his career. Everything went well. We know Samuel Tichi can go and have the bouts. Tell us about the bouts and what the prospects are. All right, so with this out of the way, as the Ghana Boxing Authority's website has recorded and reported, we should be all clear and good to go for that fight that happens in eight days' time. Now, the bout will be staged at the Empress Palace. It's not too far away from the um, OR Tambo Airport in Johannesburg. Um, a premium venue for boxing and a home of boxing in South Africa. Uh, it is being promoted by Golden Gloves, who are going to go into a partnership with Ag Bazooka Cortez Bazooka Promotions so that they can give bigger opportunities to Samotechi going further into the future. This bout is as good an opportunity as it is a risk, and I'll explain why. Both boxers are relatively new within the professional boxing space. I admittedly, I'd, 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 I'd say this, that um, there's not much on Madeleine Kosi Sabuso's, uh, you know, exploits in the amateur ranks. So I'd focus on Samuel Techi, who is obviously the subject of interest here. Now, he had a very successful first bout, which was his, uh, you know, his fight against Kamal Dean Boyfew. And picking from that, you'd expect that he'll record yet another win, a good one of that and a convincing one of that in building up what should be a solid record so that he can become a world champion like everybody has projected. But Madeleine Kosi Sibuso has uh, five bouts. He's won four of them and he has lost one. Now, um, you know, one has come by way of technical knockout and most of them have come via points build up. So, it, it, it just could be very tricky. The only thing here is that Samuel Techi must know that he will not be in that comfort zone, um, the regular comfort zone that everybody knows, which is the home region of Ghana. And it's a good thing that he's stepping out of his comfort zone at the early stage of his career because it goes to build him psychologically. So, I, I, I mean, from a Ghanaian perspective, you'd expect that um, Samuel Techi would show a lot of excellence you show a lot of uh, wit and a lot of good punching part in the ring uh, so that is really it um, i'm expecting that it goes well um however do know that like i said this is the space for you know madlenkosi sibuso and he would want to prove a point to his home fans 
uh, by every stretch of imagination. And that's where, uh, you know, Techi has to be extra, extra careful. So it's it's really going to be a 50-50 or at, at worst case, maybe a 60-40 for Techi, who, um, who is supposed to be the bigger fish in our estimation. So let's see how that one goes. Let's talk about the international bounce. Everybody's looking forward to this weekend, Nat. And you know what? No one expected Cambosas to play a role in the future of the championship picture. But he turned the boxing world on its head with a dominant upset of Teofimo Lopez Jr. to become the undisputed champion. Up next is Hani. How big is this? George, you do remember that I told you that um, the lightweight division couldn't have been any better. So many good names, so many, you know, pairings that we can put together to make a fight night that will draw attention from all over the world. Now, this is a cracker of a bout, George. Um, You know, Devin Haney carrying the WBC title, a man who has gone 27 bouts unscathed and coming up against a George Cambosas Jr. who has the opportunity to fight before his home crowd. Do remember that since the days of, um, you know, Jeff Fennick, we're yet to see somebody as great in the sport of boxing in Australia. Um, Of course, in the heavyweight division, we have one name, but in terms of the greatness and in terms of putting a certain level of control and putting a certain level of greatness and pedigree on the division, I think that George Cambosos Jr. represents that. And that is, uh, you know, the away from the ring factor that will come to play in this particular big bout. Look, it is lockdown, George. I mean, one person has three of the titles. The other, uh, which is Devin Haney, has one, which is the WBC title. And whoever wins this bout would have a claim to greatness in the lightweight division. It sure is a very, very tough one indeed. Um, Cambosas Jr. had his way, like you said, in that bout against uh, Teofimo Lopez. He adopted an approach of trying to frustrate Teofimo Lopez from the very word go at every public encounter, you know, using the verbal war. And it worked for him, you know, during all of those public encounters and all of those publicity events. And it worked for him in the ring as well. He went in there and he frustrated. But hey, um, Devin Haney is a different kettle of fish. And this is where it'll make this bout a very, very difficult one to call. But look, in terms of the entertainment, this is first class. This is one that will be full of electricity. And I don't expect any dull moments. I expect a lot of uh, good quality punch par. And I expect a lot of, um, you know, positive drama that will make up another moment of history in the sport of boxing. Thank you very much, Nat, for your time. And as always, we'll look forward to the bout and see where it comes. NBA next on our show. They turn it around in the timeout, and Al Horford with another three ball, his second consecutive one in the lead, up to six for Boston. Great fourth quarter. Horford feeling it. A couple of consecutive threes in the mid-range. Brown inside. Horford with the offensive rebound. Wide open spot. The Celtics have stormed ahead. Holmstead has to score the last four minutes. Here's Tatum. Working against Wiggins. Got to Smart in rhythm for three. Splash! Which allowed them to hang around just enough until they found rhythm offense. Brown on the baseline. Horford inside. Counted and one. This Boston team marked shooting 21 of 41 from three-point territory. That is incredibly insane. The climax to a thrilling NBA season got underway yesterday as the Golden State Warriors played against the Boston Celtics for the greatest prize in basketball. For Steve Kerr's Warriors, this is their sit finals appearance in eight seasons. And this dynasty is looking for its fourth Larry O'Brien trophy, a feat that could cement the team amongst the greatest teams of all times. The greatest teams of all time. At the other end of the floor is a Celtics team led by first-year head coach Ime Udoka, who has done a remarkable job turning the franchise into one of the best defensive teams in the league after a rocky start to the season. So, 
What are we to expect in the coming games then? Joining me is our NBA expert, Kofi Owusu. And you can always check out his NBA column on myjoyonline.com. Thank you very much, Kofi Owusu, for your time. And of course, after game one, we can have some perspective. So, Kofi, is Steve Curry's uh, final shortcomings a myth or factual? <laughs> Do you think he'll win the finals MVP? Well, Steph Curry is undoubtedly one of the greatest NBA players of all time. He's a regular season MVP, scoring champion in the past. He's won three NBA titles. He's universally acclaimed as the greatest shooter of all time. But one elusive or missing piece to his CV, if you will, is the finals MVP. During every finals they pick the best player or the MVP of the finals and award him with the trophy. Greats such as Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Hakeem Olajuwon, Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Dwayne Wade have all in the past won this award. And Steph Curry surprisingly has not yet won the award despite the fact that this will be the sixth time he's playing in the finals. So he will have a lot of extra motivation to try and overcome this last hurdle on his CV to becoming an all-time great. In the past, he has played quite well in the finals, to be fair to him, but when you're touted as an all-time great player, the standards and the bar is lifted a bit higher than usual. And in 2016, he lost a very tough series to the great LeBron James in seven games. Golden State was up 3-1, and he did not perform up to his usual great self. So that was a little bit of a dense in his resume. 2019 as well, he wasn't able to get past the Toronto Raptors. And in the year 2017 and 2018, when he played alongside Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant kind of outplayed him. And he was a bit in the shadows of Kevin Durant for those two years. And Kevin Durant rightfully won the MVP those two seasons. So Steph Curry will be motivated to try and get his first finals MVP and prove to everyone that, you know, he's in fact one of the greatest players of all time. And he showed it on the biggest stage of the finals. As the best offensive team is about to go against the best defensive team, what is better good defense or good defense? Well, the Boston Celtics have been the best rated defense all season long, led by Defensive Player of the Year, Marcus Smart at point guard. They have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who are both 6'8", 6'9", tall, athletic wing defenders. They have Rob Williams and Al Horford to patrol the paints, and Grant Williams off the bench to add strength to the defensive unit. Their coach, Yudoka, is a defensive specialist, and he's proven it all year with the great defense they've played. In the first round against the great Kevin Durant, they completely shut him down, him and Kyrie Irving, and swept them. And that was one of the best defensive showings in recent NBA history. Um, The Golden State Warriors, on the flip side, have the best offensive rating of these playoffs thus far, powered by Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green to orchestrate the offense. They're, they, they're fluid, they're explosive, they score very quickly, they, they shoot the three points out extremely well so they can get points on the board in a hurry. So this is going to be extremely interesting to see if good defense can beat good offense. Usually, there's a mantra in the NBA that goes, defenses win championships. So when you have to choose between good defense and good offense, many times people go for better defense. What makes this series even more interesting is the fact that both teams are good on both sides of the ball. Golden State was, I believe, the second-ranked team on defense throughout this season. So there are no slouches on the defensive end. And Boston, as well, has firepower with the great Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Al Horford. They have scorers all around the court as well. So this is going to be good defense, good offense against good defense, good offense. So to answer your question, let the series play out. Let's see who wins. Kofi, which players will be the X-Factors for the respective teams and why? Apart from the stars, the usual suspects, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, I believe the X-Factors on both sides are going to be for the Golden State Warriors, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins was an all-star for the very first time this season. He was a former number one pick but he never seemed to reach his potential on his former team his former team that's the minnesota timberwolves so he was kind of touted and painted as a player who never really reached his full potential and hasn't lived up to expectations but since joining the golden state warriors he has really had a renaissance in his career he's he seems to have found a good home that he fits into well um in in in, in, the, in the series before the finals against the dallas mavericks he played extremely good defense on luka Doncic and also played well offensively when andrew wiggins plays to that level it makes the golden state warriors extremely difficult because now they have 
four good scorers and somebody who can play defense as well against maybe Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown as well on the flip side. So if he plays well, Golden State is going to be extremely hard to beat. But if he struggles, then all of a sudden, Golden State's depth takes a big blow. On the flip side, I have to go with Marcus Smart. He's the defensive player of the year, and he would have the duty of guarding Steph Curry for the most part of this series. If he's able to live up to his defensive player of the year status and he really gives Steph Curry a tough time, like he has given to Kyrie Irving and to Drew Holiday and to other good players so far in these playoffs, if he plays up to that level, it's going to be very hard on the Golden State Warriors to get enough offense to beat the Boston Celtics. And he's also an average shooter. When he hits his shots, it makes them even more dangerous. So I believe Marcus Smart for the Boston Celtics and Andrew Wiggins for the Golden State Warriors are going to be the X factors with this series. So I know it's always of a very long range. You'd never know where this is going to end, whether you're going to do the game five or going to do, this, or going to do the game seven. What do you expect uh, will happen throughout the series? Do you have any personal predictions then or expectations, depending on where you stand? I expect this to be one of the best NBA finals in recent memory. Most basketball fans would agree with me that this is probably the best finals matchup we could have hoped for from a neutral perspective. Like I said earlier, the best defense going against the best offense. They have both been the superior team on both sides of the conference so far. And they wholeheartedly deserve to be in the finals. They match up very well as well on both defense and offense. They have similar depth. They play organized basketball. They have chemistry. They have great coaches, a great home court. So I believe this is going to be a long, hard-fought series. I really believe it's going to go seven games. And I see the Boston Celtics coming out victorious this year and lifting up the Larry O'Brien trophy. That will give the Boston Celtics their 18th championship and that will be a record um, surpassing the Lakers for the most championships in the NBA. So I believe it's going to be a very interesting, exciting, tough series. But in the end, the Boston Celtics will come out in a seven-game thriller. Thank you very much, Kofi. We look forward to game two and we'll see where it all goes. Football next. It's a run out. Referee calls for the end of the game. The Black Stars win by three goals to nil. Very good start to the AFCON qualifiers for 2023. First goal in there by Mohamed Kudus. Felix Afenajan with Debbie goal for the Black Stars. And Osman Bukhari. Few minutes after coming up getting the third goal to make this a pretty emphatic result there for the Black Stars. No win in six games. One win now in seven. And it was a good one. So the Black Stars of Ghana got the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations qualifying campaign to a good start with a convincing win, with a convincing win over Madagascar on Wednesday. Felix Afenajan and Osman Bukhari scored their debut goals for the Black Stars, while Mohamed Kudus was also on the score sheet as Ghana recorded a 3-0 win at the Cape Coast Stadium. The next task, though, is to play against the Central African Republic in Luanda on Sunday. Another win for the Black Stars will be great, but let's get some perspective ahead of that. And my colleague Gary Al-Smith joins me. Thank you very much, Gary, for your time. Based on what you witnessed on Wednesday, especially you were live on the Joy Prime channel, uh, which areas of the team do you think need huge improvements? Well, to suggest there are too many areas or a lot of areas to improve would be to suggest that the Black Stars were subpar, um, and that is not the case. I think the Black Stars were, by some distance, the better side in the game against Madagascar. And if there'll be any areas to improve, it would be to be clinical, from the off or early on but then again you have that will be to not um, give the Malagasy the credit they are due because they played defensively well in the first half and so it's not like the Black Stars didn't create chances um, that said I think there were too many touches on the ball for some of the younger players notably Fatou Isahaku and um, Felix Afenajan but once again, they are growing. They are growing into the game. We have to give them time, as we saw with Afinajan in the second half, who gave an assist and converted. So, if there are any areas to improve, just uh, do more of the same. Be a bit sharper, more decisive up front, and keep the balance. That's what I'd say. Now, the Central African Republic took the lead in Cote d'Ivoire before the quality of Angola shone through. For those who may not already know, what are the strengths of the side and what do you expect them to do when they play against Ghana? Well, the Central African Republic over the last couple of years um, have proven to be a very interesting side with peaks and troughs. They 
at the moment they are not very good and they are not very bad so it depends on what team we meet on the day remember that ghana are playing them away from their home in bangui because you know their stadium is not up to scratch for international football so they are using um, Angola as their home, which will mean that they may not have a home support behind them, which will play into the hands of the Black Stars. That said, um, they, they are a second-half team, right? Much like the Black Stars played better in the second half against Madagascar. Central African Republic usually come to life in the second half, and so we might want to guard against that. Um, again, we might want to take a cue from Angola themselves, because they came from a goal down like you mentioned in your uh, queue in and they scored meaning that if the black stars have quite a bit of character whatever the uh, central africa and public side throw at them they can do that but i'd maintain that the black stars need to score as early as possible you know to kill whatever um whatever feeling of of momentum that their central africans have so that's what i think the black stars should do uh, they are not very good, to be honest. But knowing that they are playing against the Black Stars, most smaller teams on the continent will have a good day. Obviously, Ghana dominated against Madagascar and scored three goals without reply. They have set the tone for Group E of these qualifiers. Sitting on top of the pile, care to see a healthier goal difference. But Central Africa Republic could offer more trouble, especially as they play at their supposed home in Luanda. What differently do you think the Black Stars have to do on Sunday? What can the Black Stars do differently? I don't know what teams Otuado may have watched of Central African Republic, but they can't be many. So um, he may find it difficult to plot adequately against them. But if there's anything I'd say, playing away in Africa means that, you know, maybe for the first 15 minutes you have to sit back a bit and play counter-attacking football, which might determine the sort of uh, formation that Otto will put out in that game there are a couple of good players on the bench that can give us a very speedy um, game, but also be clinical. Kamal Dean Suleimana is coming, you know, into his own from injury, and maybe you might not want to start him immediately, but you can make the same argument for Fatou Isahaku, who has not had a lot of game time at his club side, but was chucked into the game um, against Madagascar. Anyway, I honestly want to field just a fentanyl in the game. I'd want to do that. Um, give him some time because he brings a different dimension to the way we play and a bit of unpredictability as well. Osman Bukhari has earned his stripes, you know, with the goal he scored and the way he played in that final game in Abuja against Nigeria at the World Cup qualifiers. So these two changes, uh, maybe I could make. One or both of them should start. Uh, but apart from that, I think defensively we were solid. Um, Gideon Mensah has rightly got a lot of plaudits together with Amate and Denis Odoi. Uh, Otuado has mentioned that he started Gideon because he wanted, in a game where Ghana was definitely going to have more of the ball, somebody who could pass from the back and so on. Uh, Baba Idrisu is a worry for me, but I think he had a good game. He can be error prone sometimes. He should be kept in there as well. So I wouldn't change too much, just be more clinical and do the simple things well. So Wednesday's starting lineup came as a surprise to many. Uh, with Gideon Mensah starting a centre-back while Andrea Ayew returned to the 11 after serving his suspension versus Nigeria. I'm putting you on the spot now. You are Otuado. Select your first team for Sunday. Wow, starting 11. I know a lot of Ghanaians um, may have wanted one or two changes, but I'd like the team that started against Madagascar with the exception of, and for those who, I mean, who have listened to me, you know, um, Jordan Ayu will be one of my first names on the team sheet, but his brother Andre, I still am not convinced that he should start for the Black Stars. And if we are to start getting a, a team that we can rely on, as we did in the two games against Nigeria without Andre Ayu, this is the time to start tinkering. You know, teams like Madagascar, Central African Republic, I'd rather bench Andre Ayu you know, if I were the coach, and then bring him on in the second half where he can be impactful. Um, I've said that Andre is a fantastic player. You have to have him in the team, but his legs are not what they used to be. So maybe not start games, and, and that is my personal opinion. So these changes are what I'd make um, as we go into the game against the Central African Republic on Sunday. Thank you very much, Gary, for your time and sticking with the subjects of the Black Stars. Borussia Dortmund visit Ghana for the first time next week, Saturday.
in the build-up to this, I had an opportunity to speak to Black Stars coach Otto Addo, who spoke about life as a player, life as a manager, and more importantly, how much is looking forward to the great event that will be happening at the Crossport Stadium on the 11th of June as the African Giants, led by the three-time African Football of the Year, Abedi Pele, play against a number of Borussia Dortmund legends who will be here. The first question I asked him, how did he enjoy the Bundesliga win there with Borussia Dortmund? For me, it's difficult to say. Like This was a particular special goal. There were others which were fine with them in 2002. To, to to join 89 um yeah it was it was a childhood dream for me um i think uh, i kind of fell in love with Dortmund when they won the cup 1989 uh, i think i was 14 years old and um yeah for me it was nice that um so-called smaller club than you know than other clubs won won this um, i don't know why i like the yellow and black and uh, so I was very, very happy to, to, to join this, uh, this club and to yeah, play there. Even though I had many injuries, I was there six years. And um, yeah, it was um, like, a, yeah, like a new family to me. And I guess the biggest moment was when you won the Bundesliga with them in 2002. Yes, yes, it was a very big moment. Um, this is what you dream of, uh, of uh, when you are a child to win to win the Bundesliga, and uh, yeah, finally it came true. And uh, this was really a great moment as a player. Um, and I have to say also, last year when I was assistant coach, we won the German Cup, and this was also uh, a great moment. We talk about that German Cup, but when you play for Dortmund and knowing how um, difficult it is to win the the, the, the Bundesliga when Bayern Munich are always giving you a challenge, how differently does that strike when you get to win it with Dortmund? Yeah, I think um, it's, it's, this club has a different t- tradition than, than Bayern Munich. Um, we have a lot of fans in the whole of Germany, I think. We have a lot of fans in the world. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a well-known club. It's, it's not a high, upper-class uh, club. Um, this club is in, in the middle of... Uh, the, the western region in Germany where a lot of uh, workers are coming from and they're 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 yeah they're fans of this club um, so this club means hard work it's it's it means uh, down to earth it's not a high society club and uh, yeah that's what I like about this club excellent excellent and then the trust the transition from a player yes into a coach and get an opportunity to work with Dortmund. How special was that? Yeah, very special as well. Um, I went uh, after my career. I went back to Hamburg. Um, I coached under 19 team, and uh, later I had the opportunity to come back to Dortmund. And uh, yeah, was was like felt like coming home again. Um, I knew already a lot of people there because uh, they were my teammates, or my former boss was still there, Michel Zorc. And um, yeah, others were, were put in place. Um, um, last weekend is now the head of the academy. Sebastian Kehl will be the sports director from, from next year going on. And the, the same team doctor was there. The physiotherapist was still there. And there a lot of workers are still working there. So it felt like coming home. And uh, yeah, I'm very, very happy and uh, proud that I can work for this club. Now you've tasted player and coach. <laughs> what are some of the things that you understand better now you're a coach? that you're doing as a player yeah you see a lot of things differently surely um um yeah you you think about so many things if you're a player you you yeah more think about surely you think about the team but you think a lot of times about yourself about your own performance and about what you can contribute to the to the team and for the club and as a as a player you uh, as a coach you always think about how to can you improve um, what solution can you give to, to the players? Um, and what can you train to improve them? Um, um, and it's so different. It's, it's really different, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's I think one of the best jobs mm-hmm. you can have um, because it's like having your, yeah, your, your hobby yeah. as, 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 as a working place. Is, I mean, it's the best what ha- can happen to you. So despite being a player, to be a coach, to be involved in football, to 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 um, yeah, 
speak about football to 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 smell the grass every day so it's it's wonderful yeah i like that smell the grass it's more of like doing what you love and getting paid for it yes good stuff uh, so i need to ask you this as well because I've, I've 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 looked at the career it's looked really good i mean in terms of where it is i know that you'd have wanted to play more but did you get a sense that the bundesliga was bigger in africa while you were playing and compared to now? Pooh, I can't really tell because I haven't <laughs> lived uh, yeah. in Ghana. Yeah. Um, I think it also comes with, with the players. Yeah. And, uh, and I think when Sami Kufo was playing, when, mm. when I was playing, when Tanko was playing, I think a lot of people were watching maybe more Bundesliga. And, and now it's, I think, definitely should be or must be the, the Premier League. But um, yeah, I'm very, very happy that we are trying to start to, to make advertisement, to make relationships with, with, with Ghana, for example, but also with other countries, just to improve the, the image of the Bundesliga and to, yeah, to also show that the Bundesliga is very, very interesting um, and should be interesting for the future time. And, and I hope that uh, we can build strong relationships with, with other countries to promote the Bundesliga much, much better than it's um, done now. The question sent you into mentioning a few of the, the guys you played with, a few of the guys you watched and everything. And it's good that, you know, this wonderful partnership between Shooting Stars and Dortmund is giving us the opportunity to see you, the legends, play again. We just want the players you want to see or you want to play against. I mean, on, on, on the BVV Legends, Ghana Talk, some of, the, some of your friends that you would like to see. Uh, from BBB? Yeah, from BBB. Yeah, I think there's, there are so many great players and mm. uh, surely I think guys like uh, Dede, mm. uh, Amoroso, um, Rositsky, Kola, I mean, that would be great. Yeah. Um, but also other guys like Jürgen Kola, Reuter, well, well-known uh, German national players. Um, I think it would be lovely to see them back on, on, on the mm. grass and, uh, and to meet them again. And uh, we meet occasionally. But um, this will be a special, very, very special for me, uh, especially um, a very, very special moment mm. to meet them in Ghana. Yeah. <laughs> but, but how is it going in keeping yourself fit? So what kind uh, of performance are we to expect then? <laughs> difficult, difficult. <laughs> you know, my knee is giving me yeah, yeah. very, very, very big problems. Yeah. So, um, yeah, maybe for me, 10 minutes will be okay. 15 minutes. <laughs> um, I'm not sure <laughs> organizers are going to allow you to do 10 minutes. I'm not sure. I'm going to be a little more than 10 minutes. But it'll be good to see you see you again, you know, on, on the pitch doing something. It'll be good. It'll be really nice to see you do that. So just asking you about, you know, how it, how it feels, you know, now to be handling the national team as it were. Yes, uh, it's surely um, stress, but this is how it is. I think um, you only get opportunities uh, like this in crisis. It's not like uh, when everything is fine and they'll call you, can you help us? Um, so this is the, the situation as a coach. And um, um, at the end of the day, it's a privilege to, to, to be here, to sit here, and also to, to help the nation. And uh, I hope that uh, we will qualify for the World Cup. It's important. What are some of your memories in the Africa Cup of Nations? Whew. I, I know you're going to look at 2000 yeah, and look at yeah, yes. so it's, it's a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's always nice to play in, in Ghana. Yeah. Um, um, Can 2000 was, was held in Ghana also, and uh, yeah, it was great. It was great um, playing in front of uh, these spectators, but mm. um, surely it was also sad when we when we um, were knocked out. And yeah, um, yeah this it was hurting a lot. Mm and and um yeah due to my injuries i never had the opportunity afterwards yeah also to play for the africa cup so yeah it's uh when i think about the africa cup I mean, it was a nice and great experience but mm. uh it hurts that uh, we we got out so soon yeah, yeah. Mm. but when, when 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 you i mean back in the day when you wore your your ghana jersey and you saw the nigeria jersey what, what how was the feeling like yeah, it's, I think it's it's always a big game. We are rivals uh, in a way, um, so it's 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 special. It's a special game. Um, yeah, there's always you know arguments about who does this better, who does that better, who does uh, the better jollof or whatever. Yeah. So 
and it's always nice to play against Nigerians. Uh, it's it's a special game, and uh, and these are the games like um, you definitely don't like to lose. Yeah. So which of the jollofs do you do? You, are you okay with? Um, actually, you know, we tasted both, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. And I was, uh, I was really surprised that the Nigerian jollof was was also good. Oh, also good. good. Okay. But uh, surely, I think, um, but that's maybe because I'm used to it. Okay. Uh, I prefer the Ghanaian jollof. Ghana jollof least the way. Come on. <laughs> right. And I think the World Cup with the Black Stars was great. Was that the best experience with the Black Stars? The World Cup. Yeah. yeah, for me, yeah, sure. We've gone sure. back to, you know, back playing in Germany again. And, yes, you know, the, the, the media pan was all about, yeah, Utrad is going back to Germany. Yeah, it was yeah. special. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it was crazy. Some, I mean, the World Cup has been taking place in so many countries. And that time, exactly, it was in Germany. And uh, I could play in Germany. And to see the fans cheering for, for Ghana. Um, I think, um, yeah, football always builds bridges among cultures, among countries, and it was so nice to see Ghanaian uh, uh, people uh, celebrating with German fans uh, who fell in love with the team, and uh, it was nice to see. Great, great, great. So let's talk about the day. You know, it's happening in June, the BVB Legends Ghana Tour. Uh, some of the things that we always love to see, you know, we've got special... BVB Ghana fan club. They do a lot of the jama. They know if you enjoy a little jama, do you? Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. How does that compare to what happens in Germany? I mean, that's the ambience. Mm. Jama versus yeah, jama it's, it's it's different, but um, I think it's a, it's a cultural thing. Yeah, cultural yeah, yeah. different, but uh, yeah, at the at the end, it's uh, it's fans who are celebrating the team and who are making. Yeah, positive noise um, for the team, and um, yeah, it's it's just like I said, it's, it's just a little bit different, but at the end, it's all the same. Good, right then. What 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 are we to expect? I know yes, organizers are putting in place um, wonderful uh, events that we're all coming, but what what are you expecting? What would you say to any fan who wants to convince to come around when the BVD Legends cannot all take place? Um, I think what you can expect is um, very very good football players from the past it's always good to see um and um uh, maybe they can't run like before yeah. but uh, i think the, the technique and uh, the tricks are still there so i think it will be a celebration day to to meet these um, ex-professionals live here in ghana coach otoado and we'll be looking forward to that big game at the crossport stadium on the 11th of june let's do the ghana premier league next then Referee whistles, Keita, it's a goal! Nabi Keita has put contact on. Nabi trying, beautiful goal, great goal by Akadu. Run over, loops the ball into the area, hits the ball! Akumasi Asati got the goal, had the first goal! Justice play! Got the goal for Akumasi Asati got the goal! The Pokemon Warriors draw first blood! It's all like the game with an opportunity! Avoid with the ball then hits a lovely cross above everybody. Ball clears the post and the phobia bad cries out loud. They have got the goal. Karela trying to move men forward. Yeah, we see Taylor. This can be dangerous. Karela! Makati! Brilliant goal from Apia Makati and he's brought the minus back to level 10. What a game we're seeing here. The away fans to my left, to my right. Really, really, it at the moment. As Santiago claimed the record-extending 25th Ghana Premier League title after securing a draw against Ashanti Gold in the Adansi Derby at the Boisil and Clay Stadium. The draw was enough to secure the Porcupine Warriors' first title since 2014, dethroning Swan rivals Accra Hearts of who won the trophy last season. Well, last season, Kotoko came very, very close, but fell short as Hearts won the league for the first time in over a decade. So let's get some perspective. And joining me now from the home of Asante Kotoko is my colleague, Steve Zando of Lava FM, surely from Kumasi. Steve, how are you doing this evening? Uh, thank you very much. But tell me, how exciting is this for Kumasi Asante Kotoko fans, considering their problems, especially in the second round of the Ghana Premier League season? 
Yes, Kotoko have won the 2021-2022 league title with three games to spare because they needed to avoid a defeat in Obuasi yesterday and they got a 1-1 draw. So, congratulations to my good friend Dr. Prosper Gumnate and his team for clinching this league title. George, it is their first league trophy in eight years and that's massive for the Porcupines because this is a team that has been embroiled in turbulence for the past eight years. Flurry of managerial changes coupled with player exodus affected the team in so many ways, but it appears Nanayam Ponsa and his management have weathered the storm which has made a club a bit stable. For me, what did the trick for Kotoko is how they started the league. Now, they took a giant step during the first half of the campaign, making sure they win important points at venues that hitherto they would have struggled. Typical example is the win in Doma against Adriana Stars. George, while commending Asante Kotoko for winning their record-extending 25th league trophy, I need to express my disappointment in the other clubs for not giving Kotoko the expected chase. House of Folk, Medium Sporting Club, Adriana Stars, Bechem United, these teams made it easy for Kotoko in the league this season. I mean, George, Kotoko has not been that consistent in terms of performances in the second half of the campaign, but no contender capitalized on their recent slump. But well, this is their moment, and so we need to celebrate them. I have personally spoken to a number of Asante Kotoko supporters who couldn't hide their joy after annexing this trophy. They commended the management, the technical team, the playing body, and everyone who contributed to this asset, but they charged on the management team to keep key players of this team for next season's CAF Champions League. Let's talk about this then, because these boys have almost lighted because these boys have almost lighted up the league with a goal scoring chart. Yao Ano and Imbelatuga currently level on twenty goals apiece. Well, at a point it seemed that it was golf in the quality between the Tuga and the other strikers in the Premier League. But on came Ano and he's been really, really entertaining to watch. Where is this going? Thank you very much for having me, George. I think you are right. These two guys have given us a lot to talk about in the ongoing Ghana Premier League because for the title race, Kotoko had already convinced a lot of people that they were going to win it. But then, we needed other highlights of our league to talk about and Frank Etoga and Bella of Asante Kotoko and Yao Ano of Asante Gold Sporting Club have just given us that. I think I need to credit Yao Ano here for keeping up the chase with his recent scoring form, George. At a point, in fact, George, it is important to let everyone know that Frank Etoga and Bella has topped, you know, the top scorers chart in most parts of the ongoing campaign. So, a lot expected him to take this one. But now, the two players are joint top scorers with 20 goals each after 31 games. What happened was that Yawano came in recently with different scoring energy. In the last five games that he has played in the league, he has scored eight goals. And that's close to an average of two goals per game. I mean, it's, 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 it's incredible. And I think what dragged him into the race again was that game against Brooklyn Chelsea where he scored four goals in that week 27 fixture. Since then, I mean, he has been consistent, scoring away at Elmina Sharks and getting a brace against Accra Lions, even after Ashanti Good Sporting Club, you know, were hammered by the GFA for match manipulation. And yesterday, I mean, he scored a beautiful goal against Kumasi Asante Kotoko at the Linkley Stadium. So for me, George, these are great returns from Yarno. And to be honest with you, Etoga will be feeling the pressure because if you look back, you know, there's someone whose return race in the last couple of games is a bit scary. So yes, it has been an entertaining contest so far between these two strikers. But George, what I am excited about is that aside the contest for who wins the league, every area about the league will generate some excitement to the final whistle. I mean, the Gokin is still being contested keenly. The bottom three is still blazing and the chase for the top four is on as well. So we look forward to the end of the Ghana Premier League this season. So everyone was excited when Augustin Okra and the Free Ebane were called to the national team. Yes, and in that same breath, everybody, or rather many people were surprised when the duo were left out of the squad. With the sort of quality the national team already has and the foreign players, the handlers are looking to poach. What is the possibility some players may get the opportunity to break into the senior national team? Well, George, I personally get excited when Ghanaian players on the local scene are caught up into the Black Stars. For me, when it comes to inviting players for the national team, you know, it should be based on merits. And the principle is that these players should be playing consistent top-level football before they get the spotlight. So, whether local or foreign, I don't really have an issue 
once you are good, I am good to go. What inviting local base players to the national team does to the players and the others on the domestic scene is that it gives them inner satisfaction and makes them want to do more because being called for national team assignment is the ultimate. I mean, George, that's the highest stage a player can reach in his playing career. We saw the jubilation when Richarlison of Everton was receiving his first caller by Brazil. I mean, he was behind his television set and when the squad was being announced and he nearly went bonkers out of the excitement of being caught by the nation. So aside the good feeling that they get, most of these guys will also be giving their best here in Ghana because they know when you do well in terms of performances, you will be rewarded with Black Stars caller. But I was a bit surprised that these two players, I'm talking about Fie Barnier and Augustine Okra, were not named in the match day squad. Come on, Madagascar is ranked 104th in the world based on the latest FIFA ranking, while on the continent they are ranked 23rd. I mean, their first AFCON qualification was back in 2019, just three years ago. And this is, you know, this is a side that has never qualified for the World Cup before. So, you look at the experience and compare it to Ghana, and they are virtually non-existent. So, if local base players cannot be given the opportunity to showcase what they have got against minus like Madagascar, then when can we do that? I was excited when Sika Akono gave Kotoko right back Christopher Nete almost 70 minutes of game time against Sudan in the 2021 Afghan qualifiers. Why can't we do same these days? Well, maybe Otuado didn't want to risk his chances against the barrier of Madagascar um, last Wednesday because the Stars had not won in six matches before this game. But the issue here is that, George, local players are equally good and can compete when given the opportunity. Welcome Chelsea, Adriana Stars and Karela United are all few points outside the top four. Bechem United, Midiamra SC and Accra Hearts of Oak currently occupy second, third and fourth respectively. Which one of these three are more likely to drop out of it? And uh, which one of uh, Brickham Chelsea, Adriana and Karela can get into the picture? So, George, if you look at the Premier League table, Brooklyn Sorsi is fit with 46 points. Ebiana Stars sits sixth with 45 points, same as Karela United, who are seven. So, Chelsea is just two points away from the top four because as of folk are fourth with 48 points. Ebiana Stars and Karela United are also um, just three points away from the top four. And that's quite interesting because each club has three games to negotiate before the season ends. Hearts of folk have a game in hand and, I mean, they have the opportunity to stretch the point gap when they play they are standing here. I think that is against 11 Wonders. In the Ghana Premier League, this period is very crucial and if you are three points behind someone... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. We are talking about one match, and I don't think any of the guys in the top four will lose guard for either Karela, um, Adriana Stars, or Chelsea to come in, especially because these three clubs that you mentioned have tricky fixes, George. Chelsea will be away at Accra Lions. After that, they host Dreams FC, who are struggling before concluding the season with an away game against Bechem United. These are difficult games for Chelsea. Now, Adriana Stars will play next at Bechem United. They will face, you know, Go Stars before wrapping up the season with a game against Techima 
11 wonders. Quite tricky, but manageable for the Anastas. For Carolina United, they will face RTU, Legon City's FC, and Wafa. And anything at all can happen. But, George, if you look at the clubs, um, they will be targeting in the top four, specifically House of Folk, because they are fourth. Um, they have much more easier fixtures to play. And that's why I don't think any of Chelsea, Yodiana Stars, and Carolina United can get into the picture. So, look, with four games to go, we can safely say Elmina Sharks and Wafa are heading back to Division 1. But we're still left with that final slot. It's, unde- um, it's undecided. 11 Wonders currently occupy 16th and are three points from safety. Can they do it? If yes, which club will suffer in the place? Yeah, George, it has been confirmed. Elimina Sharks have gone down and Wafa is expected to follow soon to the Division 1. Yes, like you mentioned, 11 Wonders are 16 with 33 points. Just two points behind safety because they are 15 with 35 points. But 11 Wonders have an outstanding game against us folk. And even though they will be looking to upset the defending champions, it is not a game they will bounce their hopes on. Apart from that game against us folk, um, they have games against Legon City's FC, Wafa and Eliana Stars. They can get the desired result from some of these games, but what about the clubs ahead of them that you know they'll be targeting? RT and Dreams FC, who are two points ahead of them? How about them? RC will square off Karela United, Kim Fraser, and Hasafuk, while Dreams FC play Ashanti Gold Sporting Club, Chelsea, and Mediama before the season ends. For me, on paper, RTU's fixtures are manageable and they will be safe, but Dreams FC's fixtures on paper are difficult ones, and that is where, for me, I mean, they will be drawn into this battle till the last day. I don't think 11 Wonders will survive in their remaining matches, but even if they do, I think Dreams FC will rather be the club that will be drawn into this basically because of how difficult their remaining games look on paper. But George, it will be interesting to see GFA President Kete Kreku's club go down the drain. Personally, I don't think that is going to happen. 11 Wonders will not survive because, but if they are able to, which will be a miracle, then Dreams FC may be in danger. Finally, Zando, which games are you looking forward to this weekend? George, the last game has gotten to 8 crescendo and I mean, this is where enthusiasts of the local league cannot afford to miss out on anything till the final whistle is blown. I must tell you that we are into the 32 this weekend across the various centers and George, Accra Lions will face Brooklyn Chelsea in Accra, 11 Wonders at the Amia Park in Techiman will entertain Legon City's FC, Dreams FC have a date against Ashanti Gold Sporting Club at the Theatre of Dreams in Dau, Adriana Stars will be away at Beijing United, at the Dance Park, Bibiani Gold Stars will lock horns with Wafa, Great Olympics will be rocking shoulders with Asante Kotoko. Already relegated Elmina Sharks face Mediama. Karela United will be playing as host to RTU while Kim Faisal welcome has a folk to the Baba Yara Sports Stadium on Sunday at 6 p.m. Like I said, we are getting into the finishing line and all these games have interest in there. But I will personally pick Kim Faisal versus Hazafuk as my pick of the weekend. Now the game will be played under floodlights. It will be beautiful watching football in the night at the Baba Yara Sports Stadium. Aside that, Kim Fraser, I know, will say they need points to ensure their safety while Hasafuk. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.